recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl. Episode 41. Coffin Cracking. Be Arthur Naked? Superman coming out? Freeing a madman from a sealed coffin. It was just another Saturday here at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles, a local comic book store located in West Bend, Wisconsin, of which I am co-owner and your host for this podcast, David Gloyd. So yeah, that all sounds pretty crazy. It's actually not really all that crazy. It's uh, just normal talk around here. So this is stuff that we're discussing right after our comic club met, which is a different podcast altogether. Check it out if you haven't already. It's the Crimson Cowl Comic Club podcast. So we wrap things up on that, and um, you know, a lot of times we'll just kind of hang out afterwards and talk about, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's things that were touched on a little bit at the club, but we couldn't go into detail. Mention some spoilers that we couldn't talk about in there, or sometimes we're just shooting the shit. Uh, I, again, this was everybody that was at the club. I think Jim was there for a little bit, uh, Dame and Katie, uh, kind of the, the usuals, uh, although some of them trickle out as we go. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So here we go. That's uh, be about the same height. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> What's well, I'm pretty sure that uh, Blanche would want to take a turn at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, take a run at that guy. No. Especially before the pants came on. I remember. <laughs> remember a couple of years ago, you know, oh, back boy. when the actress that played so Sophia cool. died. Oh. I remember hearing that news and just being like, "Wait, she was still alive?" Yeah. And am I not mistaken? She was the she youngest, was the youngest yeah, of, the of the four. She was of the, in makeup and everything. Oh. Right. And I did not know that until the announcement of her death, where I wasn't shocked of her death. I was just shocked of the fact that she was alive yeah. the day prior to hearing that. And I was like, "Wait, what's going yeah, on?" Yeah, she was younger than her on-screen daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, just baffled that you know something. You know, and I watched a decent amount of. I will say Gilmore Girls, which I've watched a crazy amount of Gilmore Girls, but a decent amount of Golden <laughs> Girls. And, uh, but yeah, that was something that either I was just too young to know that eventually or just catch it, but I, and I was blown away by that. So, Estelle Getty, forever remembered for her award winning performance in the classic Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yep. <laughs> um, aside from Golden Girls, uh, is there anything else besides that movie that she's remembered for? <laughs> let's go around the table and talk about her favorite Estelle Getty moments. Uh, but B. Arthur was in the Golden Girls, wow. and B. Arthur is in the holiday special. That's yes, right. she is. That's right. And B. Arthur Naked was the number one request of the band in Airheads. Really? Brandon Fraser. You know the movie? Fairness. I remember the movie. I don't remember that. They requested all the stupid stuff from the cops. They had to to, uh, put their demands 
Yep. They had to list them, so yeah, they added a... B. Arthur, a B. picture of B. B. Arthur, Nate? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I remember the movie, I don't remember that part, though. <laughs> that way they could plead insanity later. <laughs> now I remember, yes. <laughs> uh, the things that I remember that part, I remember that, they, that's why they said, you know, what they asked for to do that, but yeah. Yeah, the one executive walks by, over, looks over Adam's shoulder and goes, ooh, B. Arthur, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when I saw it, I didn't realize B. Arthur and who that they were talking about, but I've only seen that movie once, I think, so. Uh, yeah, I got a phone call earlier from uh, Sherry Denning at the um, Bootleggers. Okay. They had a raffle for a uh, Christmas basket of Bloody Mary mix stuff. And she called and said I won, so I gotta Yay. go pick that up. Oh, congratulations! Well, okay, so life day. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got a wife out there that probably wants me to take her to dinner, so I better get going to it. Well, they tell her to stick around the blade mirrors around the way. <laughs> Somebody's gotta get the vodka because this is just the fixings. <laughs> you gotta stand up after two hours of yeah. standing. What are the chances you have another one of those on the rack? That? that. They don't. Zero. Yeah, because we have I checked. The rack. <laughs> we stopped ordering extra for the rack. Yeah. And you said that's a good jumping on point for someone that's never read I just deal. wanted to get the story. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, because you just... I th- I everything coming for, coming after this, you're going to be... Because they just tied up... Experiencing the story with them. They... Just tied up um, the Unity Saga stuff, all that. So all the basically, basically stuff. all the yep, all the stuff that they've um, been writing about for the last year or so is you know done. It's all cleared up, whatever. So this is kicking off whatever's coming from here on. So I, I'd imagine that this. Is probably this is probably a better jump on point than even number one. True. Because Superman number one still picked up on from from old stuff that came before. Cool. Uh, Man of Steel. And even yep. Fire. Yep. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, Superman was actually more of a sequel to Man of Steel. And stuff before Man of Steel that Action Comics was. Because all the stuff that. Most of that stuff that Bendis was writing in Man of Steel, you know, this this is what that followed up on. Um, and that all came to a close. Action Comics 1000 kicked it off, then they went to Man of Steel, and then went to Superman. Yeah. Really in uh, um, number 16. So, so we're saying is by it. So I'd say uh, 17 or 18, either one works. Um, 17's not really necessary, I don't think, to get this. 17 was really just a lot of him kind of going up Should and I? trying to Should figure I? if he was going to do this. But really, you get that in here too. You know, when he goes and talks to the person that he talks to, although his... His mind is more or less made up 
But it's that it's that last talk that I think really makes it go, yeah, okay, I'm doing that. Just getting ready for like that. You're doing a good job. If you can, I'd like it. I did some brows last night at the enchantment in the park as we did Ooh. our... Oh, you had your Wookiee coat oh, on? Yep, yep. And uh, so anytime that somebody yelled out Chewy in the night, I growled and came yeah. up to the car and took their food for the food pantry. <laughs> Aww. Well, have a good weekend, everybody. You See you later. Uh, princess night last oh, night. Oh, cool. That's Not fun. Disney princess night because legally it was only princess night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun idea. Well, thank you for doing that. That is an important thing you did for the community. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have a group at, at work that do it every year and yeah. take some shifts and, and yeah, it's pretty fun. So. That is really nice. And out of the past years, this was one of the warmest ones at, you know. Oh. Yeah. 25, 30 degrees was one of the warmest ones. Okay. Had it with snow, we've had it where, you know, afterwards or can't feel our toes and fingers, Aww. but, you know, so it felt good to, like... That is nice. <laughs> and it's good, too, because today it's really windy and makes it feel way colder than it did yesterday. Well, that's super fun. That was good. That's fine. I was waiting for her to jump in, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> She loves Man of Steel, but she's a heading for Village right now. I don't think she's this hazard. It's whatever. She's got hers, and I got the truth, so I'm sorry. How's it going, guys? Hey, hi. Right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I did see Frozen last week. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked it. I, I think I almost liked it better than the original. Oh, cool, cool. But I, I love the original yeah. too. But the animation style, seeing how far they've come in like five, that six years, was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, get back here right away before we end up with another hijacked uh, <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. Hijacked episode. <laughs> yeah, when we took over under the call a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We own this store now. <laughs> that was the name of the episode. I named it Hijacked. Oh, okay. Um, hi, Jack. Hey, Jack. Uh, there's a car, Jack. I know there's a car, but my name's not Jack. It's Greg. I uh, pretty much movie. I, I really do. I need to get. Uh, I need to get some headshots from everybody who frequents under the call, um, just so that I can just get the feel, the have the thing and just the do, do heads. the heads because yeah, most of the time it ends up just being me and you on there. Even though there's a couple other people on there, but. Um, but I, I, I thought that actually works good because then if you look at that, then you see sort of yeah. what the, the people look like. Oh, speaking of, are we going to do the edited holiday special where we all take a Wookiee and have our face put on it <laughs> picture again? That's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm saying that hoping you know what I'm talking about. I, I do. Um, what did I put for a picture out there for? Well, for I figured I could special. just go back to my album at this time last year and find. Because I probably sure saved I, to my phone. I probably won't go through the trouble of editing again. I mean, for the most part, it's I should just put crude space on all of them. <laughs> yeah, a few people have been disappointed to find out that Kurt's not going to be here. I think that's part of the fun of it is knowing how much Kurt doesn't want to be here. <laughs> but now he actually, you know, has 
Something else he's got to do. Yep, yep. Okay, I got a picture, found a picture of the bath of surprise. He's going to see when you put that poster out there and, uh... Well, it was a few years back. Oh, it wasn't just last year? Was it last year? Yeah, it was. Or was it two years ago last year we were doing that? No, it was this last year. Was it just last year? year? Yeah. But if we're trying to bury that and not do it again, that's... We don't have to do that. I meant, like, are we going to take new pictures? Oh, I'm trying to just see how early that was posted because it's probably not going to be in my album with the uh, with the the photos of the day of. You know, you would have probably had it up there already for you would have unveiled it with the announcement. I think with the event, maybe or probably. And I guess uh, I was trying to hurry up and and do that. So we don't we don't have to do it. I think uh, I was just wondering. I, I honestly will not have the time to re-edit another picture. I still have. Oh, okay. So I, I've, I've no got, new one. I've got only a week left to finish editing the film. Gotcha. So, okay. So I was wondering so. if we're doing a new one, so no, that's fine. Um, All's well. I understand. Did, I didn't. I really just used basically a uh, Christmassy sort of standard Christmassy picture for it. So I bought my first CGC comic. Ooh yesterday. Cool. Tell us about that. And the reason was, because I'm not much for slabbing comics and grading comics and blah blah blah, and, mm-hmm. but I needed this issue and uh, I'll get to that part of the story eventually, but I've been decided that I'm going to properly read the Madman comic creation from Michael Laura Allred, the guy who's uh, showing up in my shirt at the moment here. Just, I've had issues, I've read a couple throughout the last 25 years and have a couple issues here here and there, bought some here, got some out in the wild and never properly, like, well, I've always wanted to read the character, but he was always one of the hardest ones to figure out where the starting point was. Mm-hmm. And David, as the editor, I didn't talk about this on any of the past ones today, any of the last, like, two maybe. Um, I'm trying to remember what I've said because I've said I don't want to like jump into it too deep. But no, I I I can't quite recall. See, sometimes it's hard to remember what we've recorded for yeah. the podcast. I've said this out and, there, but what, I don't know if it was. I don't think so because I remember talking to you about some of the stuff back here. Okay. Um. So I don't I don't think we talked at least not in depth. But anyways, uh, about it out there. So yeah, I uh, decided was like, okay, it's one of the hardest things to find where the jump on point was because uh, there's several number ones, several different publishers throughout all the couple decades, some hiatuses, some one shots, some crossovers, some miniseries, some spinoffs. There's so many different ways, and I'm like, it was so hard to find a definitive list. And I'm like, you know what? I might just buy the omnibus and just call it quits and just you know go the easy route out until I found a. Uh, uh, almost chronological list of release order, which I was able to cross-reference on two different devices with four different tabs open, and I'm just, like, doing all this homework, and I'm like, okay, I have this, I have that, and then I found out I had the actual number one of his first solo series, which I knew I had several number ones, but I didn't think I had the number one from 1992. Ooh, oh, so wow. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go the single-issue route, and uh, scooped up a bunch of back issues. Next thing I knew, I uh, had a uh, like 75% completed run over the last couple decades. 
But then I had one issue sitting out there in the wings, something that was a very low-print comic, a very rare title, in which Madman, also known as Frank Einstein, first appeared in an issue in 1990, two years prior to his, uh, his own series debut, which would be called Creatures of the Id Number 1 of 1, from Tundra Publishing, maybe? Tundra did his Madman. There might have been a different publisher for that one. But uh, I was looking. It wasn't available digitally because I was more than happy just to drop three or four bucks to read that issue and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been reprinted in some Madman trades, but I, since I was going the single issue route, I'm like, you know what? What is this going for on eBay? I know it is a first appearance of Madman, sure. but it's also like, you know, he doesn't have a movie, he doesn't have this or that, so maybe it's not going to be as expensive as I think. And uh, I was able to go through and find a uh, relatively cheap copy that was in a questionable ballpark of being like, okay, maybe I will go through this route. And oddly enough, the cheapest copy, because I just want a copy that I can open and read and close and show off, and I don't care about condition and grade and this and that. Um, and this one was a 7.0 grade of a low-print comic. Okay. And it was a CGC 7.0. So I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I've never bought a CGC slapped official comic before. Never had any desire to. And... It was weird that the cheapest version of this book was a CGC-graded one. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going down that route. And uh, did some more research on it. And then I spent a couple days just debating. I started, I've been reading The Madman from Madman 1 and really digging it. And just uh, I'm, it, It's an instant thing where I'm like, man, I should have read this a long time ago properly. And yeah, I was in second grade when it came out, but I probably wasn't aware of Madman then. But in the 2000s, getting Batman 66 and the Silver Surfer and uh, iZombie and all the other all red stuff, I'm like, yep, I should have gotten the Madman earlier. But. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, so looking at this issue, I debated, and it's kind of. Let's see here. I haven't figured out the right word yet, but. Uh, embarrassing is not the word, I say that jokingly, but it's embarrassing that I can send a message to my favorite artist at any given time and there's a, like a 95% chance he's going to interact with a like or even respond. So I've basically been talking with Mike Allred through Twitter all yeah. week long as I've been sharing my, you know, oh yep, yeah, I just got a stack of Madman and I'm ready to properly dive in, blah, blah, blah. And then someone saw that conversation on another Madman fan and jumped into our conversation. So we had us three going back and forth. And he had talked about how he recently picked up a Creatures of the Id number one that he was so proud of and the condition and everything like that. And then I'm like, that kind of spiked my interest leaning towards, okay, I should buy this thing. So then I just go, and I threw it out there, putting him on the spot. I'm like, oh, what say you, Allred? I take him back into the convo. I'm like, yeah, should I go for it and get my, you know, complete my madman, blah, blah, blah. And he replied and just said, oh, if you find a price that you're, you know, you like and you're comfortable with. And, and then he went on to credit the other people in, there's like three or four short stories in that, one of those being the Frank Einstein story, others being things that 
Mike Allred contributed art to, other people have written for. And so he, he just, you know, uh, advertised the book and gave props to the other people and just showed love of like, yeah, it was a great, great piece of work we put out there. So it's up to you if you want to buy it, you know, if you want to pay whatever you're going to pay. And the next morning was Friday the 13th when I read that. And I'm talking about Frank Einstein, who's a character that died. Scientist brings him back to life, stitches him back together. What better way, and I tweeted this at Allred, what better way to celebrate Frank Einstein's first appearance than buy it with the, with the uh, not permission, but the... Uh, the backing of Mike Allred, the creator, on Friday the 13th. That and then I sent a madman gif of him doing the Batuzi and uh, um, dancing as madman does as you do the flip corners in his books. And it's a flip motion Ooh. drawing that he puts out there. And I, Editor's note, he actually attached a gif. I don't care what anybody says. What did I say? <laughs> you said a gif. Did I? Yeah, you actually did. Okay. Which, we can go into that debate. <laughs> and I know even the guy that created it says it's Jif, but Jif is wrong. peanut butter. It's Gif. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, it basically slips in and out based on whatever my tongue says at that point. So uh, I didn't even know I said that. But uh, Like uh, caramel or caramel. Sure, sure. A lot of people will say them both ways depending on how they're using which is funny, on my former podcast, I was given one of the nicknames of uh, Anthony Caramel Latch. And it's kind of went back and forth with Caramel Latch and Caramel Latch because I like caramel in a lot of things. So. But yeah, Anthony Gif Latch um, or Gif Latch. Um, so I'm like, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm like, it's the holidays, I'm buying myself a present. And a lot of, you know, big work weeks coming up here and just blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, treat yourself, as they yeah. say. And I pulled the trigger, and then there was that hesitate, or that moment of like, oh god, what did I just do? And uh, but I got that like from Allred once he saw that I pulled the trigger, and I'm like, yep, yeah, I just sealed the deal right there. So it's a CGC book, which I don't care about CGC slabs. And I already told Kurt, and he was so nervous as I was telling the story. <laughs> okay, because I've been waiting to ask. I was yep. going to ask, did you just order it, or have you received? I've not received it yet. I just okay. ordered it yesterday. So okay. show up before Christmas. Okay, so then my next question was going to be, yeah. will you unveil it here at the store I, in front of Kurt? I teased that to Kurt, and I don't think I've ever seen him as serious as he was right there of saying, I better not bring that in here. Because I told him, I'm going to crack that puppy open, break it out of its seal, and as my buddy Sean says, the CTC slabs are just coffins for comic books. Oh. As people put them in there... And they never touch or read them again, and they're just trapped for nobody else to enjoy other than to look behind now a plastic casing. And uh, yeah, he's... Look, I've got this thing in a plastic case. Yes, yes. Ooh. And I have that with some of my other uh, prized comics, but it's a case that I can just slide right out and read and flip through and show it off. Now, a little, little background yeah. for people who have not listened to this podcast, who... Yes. Um, don't know Kurt, um, Kurt being the other owner of the store. <coughs> Kurt is a leave-it-in-the-package kind of collector. Okay, um, Collector. Yes. I mean, he buys things for enjoyment. He buys comics, reads them, stuff like that. But where I am a toy 
I mean, I consider myself a collector. I collect you are things. a toy. But I also... You are a child's <laughs> plaything. I buy toys not just to collect, but also to play with because I am a child. Yes. I am a fully grown adult child. You are a man. And I believe these things are meant to be used. Comic books are meant to be read and enjoyed. Uh... Often over and over and over. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would only want to get a comic book sent out and graded if... Uh, I mean, like if I had an Action Comics okay. number one... Maybe that's where this was going, yes. I would do that because, you know what, I can <laughs> read that. I own reproductions of it. I can yeah. read it other ways. So that's something, yes, I would do that. Um, and that's the ultimate example of uh, sitting at a, a cash prize of some yeah. sort. If one were to go that route eventually, but having it CGC kind of seals the deal of kind of protecting it as well as proving to any potential buyers if you were to go that route to right. make so, some coin on it. So it's an extreme case of things. Not only that, but the C CGC... Um, or any company who professionally grades and slabs your comics, um, I've kind of verified through people that I know who have done it. They grade the stuff the same way that Kurt and I grade comics. Mm -hmm. And it is not, um, like, it's not consistent. I've, I've talked to people who have sent the same comic in, yes. gotten a low grade, Taken it out, sent it back in, and got a higher grade. Same book. They didn't do anything to it other than... Right, nothing done. It. They just resubmitted it. Got a different grade. Um, and I you know, I firmly believe that it's kind of the same way that, that we do it. We have our list of criteria. <coughs> if it's got any of these issues, it, it's dropped down to this grade. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, or whatever. Usually, I'm the one... Of the grading, I'm the one that's actually doing the grading. Um, I go through so many of them that usually I just throw out this is what the grade is because I know from doing so many of them. Uh, every once in a while, I come across something and I I look at our our list of criteria and I look back at the comic and I look at the list of the criteria and I I kind of weigh okay where does it fall and I grade it that way. You're talking the letter grade opposed to a number grade. Uh, and it's they, they the same fit, thing. They fit in there it, when it, you go it's by the the same thing because a, a letter grade. Uh, well, basically, we'll do you know, fine, very fine, good, poor, you know, like like so, which does have a number equivalent. Um, it's just easier to remember for me, um, which to say something is poor or good. Yeah, you're not saying this is a 3.2 whatever a 9.8. Versus throwing out numbers. I'm not a numbers guy, so throwing out you know, decimals and things like that. Um, I've got it. Now, if somebody said, oh yeah, I've got this and it's graded as 7, I could then look back and go, 7, okay, 7 is this. Okay. It's the same thing. Doesn't really matter, but we base, that's how we, we grade all of our back issues. We price them that way. I have found that if I've got a big stack of comics that I'm going through and grading, that if I one week am going through something 
and I have something and I'm like, oh, okay, and I'm debating and I go, okay, this falls under this grade. Um, say I grade it at uh, fine, very fine. Then I pretty much will anything that that looks about the same condition through all the rest of the stack will be graded fine, very fine, or higher or lower, depending on how I've graded that. However, a week or two later, I take something that's similar condition. I don't remember two weeks ago what I decided. I look at the list again, and I decided that week, okay, this is just, uh, it's fine plus, not fine, very fine. Um, that becomes the bar for that week. And so I think that that's kind of what other places do. Plus, other places have more than one person grading. So what one person, even looking at their grading criteria, uh, considers fine, somebody else might consider fine minus or fine plus or, uh, or even higher or even lower. Um, and I think they will kind of stick to that. But even from one day to the next or one week to the next, something might be graded one way as opposed to another way at a different time uh, based on what they're seeing in other books. Because um, I've, I've done that where I graded something and I determined, okay, you know what, I'm going to set this at, um, this is good plus, okay. Um, I get something else that's better or worse or whatever. And I get something that's slightly worse for some other reason, but I'm like, yeah, but I graded that one at only a good plus. I'm not going to then grade something similar higher because I think, well, technically it should be higher. You know, I kind of base it off of, off of that. So it's, it's complicated, <coughs> the, the grading process, but, you know, you tend to like kind of set your, this is where the bar is set today and everything else is going to be dependent on that. And just talking to people who have sent into various companies and sometimes like that had sent it to in multiple times. Um, it seems like even sending it to these professional places like CGC, um, they're doing kind of the same thing. The only difference is that they're, um, they're considered the standard. They're the officials on it. So, um, Kurt and I, or any other comic book store or whatever, that just kind of grades as they put stuff out, they're going to do it there, that way, and it's probably a very similar process to CGC. It's just that we're not the, the official uh, grading recognized by you know, the, uh, the industry at large. So yeah, when <coughs> presenting that to Kurt, and I could just tell that he didn't want to have anything of me bringing that in here to bust that open for the first time. I had said my original plan, I wanted to make it a video and put some Bowie music behind it. And, uh, you know, just like do a whole thing about I'm setting for a character who died and was brought back to life, much like a comic book that was living 
in people's hands and then died by being put behind glass, plastic, and never, you know, being able to breathe again, wanted to crack that case open and uh, let it go. So you're resurrecting the comic as the character was resurrected. Yes, yes. And I'm going to do that in a fun-themed-filled little video presentation. And it was all going to be be based on when the book shows up in, you know, if it coincided with one of my days that I'm here at the collar or not. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, Kurt, uh, he he wasn't having anything of it. He gets nervous when I buy an action figure, and then I open it up right in front of him the second the, the purchase goes through at the register. And then I'll, like, purposely drop a pop figure on the carpeted floor. And then he gets all, you know, twitchy. And then I'll accidentally, quote-unquote, kick it as I just bump into it. Like, oh, man, I can't pick it up. And just to show how, in that same manner of, I buy it to play with it. Right, because he's he's very much a collector, collector. And if you buy something in a package, it stays in the package. Uh, what, do you, what do you think his reaction would have been when you got the Thanos copter? And you were, and it wasn't working, oh, and it was crashing just, into everything. And I got videos on my phone of it crashing into things because <laughs> I didn't get the proper batteries. I haven't brought it in here yet, but yeah, yeah he'd probably yeah, start internally yeah. bleeding. So it wasn't, it wasn't enough that you opened the thing, but then uh, to and try and just, figure out how to get it to work, and it's up in the air, and now it's crashing into the ground. Yeah, and, every video of me trying to control it with one hand and videotape in the other hand. It's nothing but the copter going out of my sight and then my phone going down as I go, you know, oh yeah, oh shit, I can say it here. Yeah, also um, I feel bad you're going to bleep that out of the other podcast. I'm sorry. What's it? I said the S word on the other podcast. Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't hear. Okay, good. Then you don't want to beep it out. Because <laughs> if I would have, I would have definitely just made yeah. a mark or something. But no, it's when I was uh, fangirling uh, over the uh, After Realm book. Yeah. We get I, don't, I don't say it a lot, Wait. but then I do it like, oh. Well, it depends. Did, did you say, quote, the S word? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I said it, the actual word. Yeah, I don't remember, and I don't care. Okay. It's, it's Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Whatever that means. As a reason. But yeah, so. I'm going to use that as all my I, reasons it's now. Christmas. It's Christmas. It's uh, Christmas. So it'll be showing up, it says, before Christmas, and uh, I am excited to bust that open. And I, I've read the story through someone's review online. This was prior to buying it. So I, I've seen it, not in person or anything. But for me, just having a very uh, madman type of month going on here. And, uh, you know, he had a sale. At, uh, All Red has a Teespring store. So I bought some more shirts and uh, I got some of the action figures coming. I'm basically just making up for all the years I should have been reading and enjoying Madman and and uh yeah the character's a lot of fun character brought back from the dead he has no memory of like who he was and he's kind of in search of uh who he was and the people who had put him in that situation and then when he gets into action scenes out of nowhere he busted out a yo-yo and he you know did some tricks and was able to hit people in the face and so he's using a yo-yo as a weapon and then uh he had a slingshot he uses a couple times and just a super fun book and it has a lot of deep like you know it is a monster I, I love stories you know a romance monster story mm-hmm. you get that in Swamp Thing and all that kind of stuff and and you get that with the character of Josephine Joe and Madman who uh, 
right away in those first issues. It's just like love at first sight when he's looked at as this hideous, stitched up, you know, dead guy who's been brought back to life. And she immediately defends about just how beautiful she thinks he is. And, uh, and it's just, yeah, it's that kind of stuff that I'm a big sucker for. And Madman is just awesome. Plus, when you have the backing and the conversation over past week with the creator of just very casually geeking out over it. So. And what I do think we talked about uh, was maybe just a little bit about how you started um, buying the, the issues, but I don't think we went into great yeah, detail yeah. on that. I think what we did talk to talk about uh, a little bit more in depth was um, the Allred family, uh, yeah, children's yeah. names and things like that. Um, and then uh, one of those great visuals for the audio podcast. I forget if I showed you, but I don't think I did because I don't think it was done yet. But um, I did a take on Mad Men, looking at an established image that Mike and Laura did, but I didn't do a new pose or anything. But I drew uh, Mad Men oh, as well. I like that. You did a great job. Thank you. you thank you. Okay. Um, I think I showed you a process, maybe like I've, a, one of the Yeah, it was uh, not good color. You had started. Um, you, you hadn't done the, the hair. The, that's right. I mentioned I was nervous around the hair because mainly the color, and I'm looking at all the Madman comics, I'm like, it. sometimes it's brown, sometimes it's like a aqua type of color, a very light Yeah, like on, on the shirt yeah. that you're wearing, it's still kind of a bluish kind of... Yeah, and it yeah. depends on how you see it. You know, you could say it's kind of a blue thing. I first go with, yeah, it's like a silvery... So I'm looking through all this stuff, and I almost was at the point being like, well, it could be whatever I want it to be. But then I layered, I like working in colored pencils the most. So I kind of put in a couple of all those colors I talked about. And then as I started layering it in and putting the shadows in, I actually started to get a color I was very happy with when it came to that. But yeah, I was pretty happy. And I'm glad you said that about the pointing because like yeah, it it's hard to, you know, it's all about putting the shadows in the right places. And, and uh, I'm glad that uh, pretty much uh turns out and while i wasn't confident enough to uh attach that in the all red tweets just because it's just like you know hey he's a nice guy i'm sure you just didn't like anyways yeah. but it's also just like you know just like me doing fan art of you know his it's just something early on as i'm trying to get my artist drive back mm-hmm. um but i had posted it untagging of anybody but his son Han follows me, and he liked it. Aww, and he's the one that had named uh, his son Frank Einstein. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, uh, that's cool. So yeah, the grand. So Mike Allred and Laura Allred's grandson. I didn't think they were old enough to have I, grandchildren. Yeah, they they look okay. They've been what? They got together. They were uh, they met in their teens. They've been working together professionally for thirty years. I think they've been mar- married for that long too but yeah they've got they've got like four or five grandchildren i think and yeah you look at them and like they're i think they're very young grandparents um but yeah they got the most awesome family that i've just been obsessed with and i've never wanted to be adopted into their life as much as i've ever wanted anyway (laughs) 
My whole world just opened up in front of my eyes. And 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 this is all public knowledge, so it feels weird That's talking amazing. about like like here's their kids' names and here's their grandkids' <laughs> names. It's all stuff they talk about on you know, podcasts and stuff. But um, their sons um, are Han Allred Aww. and Bond Allred. Wow! And they committed to yeah, their nerd dumb. And collectively, some of the grandkids, I, and I think I maybe some that. like nieces or nephews in there, because I yeah, I think there's some. But here's just a list of some of the grandkids and other extended family. They have Frank Einstein Aww. all red, um, <laughs> and then we talked about you know eventually Frank Einstein may find the bride of Frank Einstein. Oh, she will be known so as the, the bride. Yeah, so um, I'll have to change her name to Bridal. Bride of. Um, and uh, then there is also uh, Ripley, as we take from Aliens, and we were just talking about in the other podcast mm-hmm. with uh, Sigourney Weaver. So we got Ripley. We have, and this one I love the most because I think it's a very beautiful name for a, a young girl, mm-hmm. Bowie. Aww. So I think that's, that's yeah, that's cool. And uh, Little Bowie, and then there is uh, Anakin. Oh. Anakin Allred, oh. and there's a photo. Little Annie. Yeah, <laughs> there's a photo of Little Annie meeting Darth oh. Vader at one of the theme park, oh, you know, that's so events. Cute. I want to um, live in their family. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Um, they post a lot of fun videos and just like stuff in their house and and all that kind of stuff. And there's always like a disco ball going on and music and. Their their kids like live like ones across the street and the other ones down Aww. the street and it's always it, it feels like a full house TV show environment where everyone just walks in and everyone's welcome in their house and it's just like a giant you know just fun fun lifestyle family thing. Uh, I won't want to forget Ringo Allred. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so hold on, are these all their real names or are they just nicknames? Oh, like they're, names? they're their names, yeah, Aww. yeah, yeah. I love that. And Han Allred, Han Allred is currently making a documentary about his dad, okay. And that I'm super excited. I think it's gonna come out maybe a year from now, but there's a mini trailer. I want to say it's spaceface.com, okay. Um, which I found out a deeper meaning of that as I read these first three issues of Mad Men. I'm like. Well, there you go. And then it looks a lot like Bowie, and it's all... Bowie's been part of that, and he's got the Bowie graphic memoir. It's coming out in a few short weeks. Um, But going back to it, there was one we talked about. There's Penny, which I think it might be one of the, like, nieces or something. Um, And I had mentioned that to Kurt earlier, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't think it's definitely Penny from the Big Bang Theory, you know, like, it's not deep enough geek reference compared to the other ones but no shame in that if it was and uh but then kurt wondered well would it be penny from like money penny was it han or bond already that like had named you know if he has the bond name and then he names a child penny after money penny i don't think that was the connection there but that might still be a a geek connection we don't want to rule penny out um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, the commitment, what you said, um, is astonishing. I love that. And the All Reds dog basically is that Frankenweenie dog, whatever breed that is. And it's just like, uh, actually, it looks like what, like a Spud McKenzie target dog okay. type of deal. Yeah. Kind of, oh yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it's the little yeah, old I cannot think of what it is. I yeah, I know what you're talking but about. But yeah, it's like, that kind of dog. Yeah. I saw that and I'm like, of course that family would have that kind of dog because it's not one you commonly see, I would say, and it fits into a, a geek type of, you know, it's not just a, a golden retriever. Yeah, it's like some kind of <laughs> terrier or something. But yeah, like just uh, their family is just, and they're like just some of the most positive, loving careers and yeah, I have. I feel sorry for everybody uh, in outside of these walls here and the podcast uh, barriers in uh, in my life that I just have been finding ways to throw in all this all red talk just to turn a conversation to talk about how I've just been on this all red kick for the last week. I love it. Like, that just radiates so much passion and dedication and love for your interests and hobbies. And I think the people who care about you are going to appreciate that. There we go. I'll take that. Thank you. You are welcome. What did you say? A bull terrier. Bull terrier. Yeah, I knew I knew it. I just couldn't remember it. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of some kind of terrier, but I couldn't remember which one. But yeah, that's basically been my week in Geek. That was the thing that I was proposed because of that, but I'm like, you know what, it's going to just spin into, you know, all of it, like me just going on and on and didn't want to like... No, you Well, I I think you kind of no, uh, you, you probably have like the most geek life, you know. I I admire you're, that. You're That's what I want. Geek life. I um, because I, most of my life is uh, uh, working yeah. and family <laughs> stuff, um, which you've created some geeks yourself. So I I have. Yeah, you are a co-creator. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, yeah, all of all, my, my family, I've got a lot of names, like, named after, uh, stuff. Uh, for example, uh, I have, uh, David, who's named after me. Yes, yes. So that's pretty, so you, that's, a pretty yeah. that's a pretty geek thing to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who have named kids after characters and stuff like that. I, I guess for me, it was always, well, I don't know what that does to a kid yeah, growing up. That name. Um, you can see what it did to so, the Allreds because they just kept going with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. They leaned into it hard. Uh, they probably got bullied enough that they're like, yeah, man, now we're just going to create more and take over the world. Yeah, we're going to have our little Allred army. Yeah. That's what Maybe. their fans should call themselves. The Peaceful Allred Army. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I suppose uh, that that'll have to conclude another yeah. uh, closing time. We got just about fifty minutes in there, so. And uh, as I was talking about the art and everything, I, uh, there'll be some stuff I talk about when we turn this off. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because I a lot of my Saturday nights going to uh, the, the artists uh, switch into the art gears and have fun drawing something and uh, and then playing a movie in the background and just kind of using that all red energy. Yes. And just kind of using that to hopefully inspire his his creative drive inspires me to create That's stuff. That's so. beautiful. That is so nice. Oh. 
I, I know something else I, I will uh, mention, because I was going to mention it, and I thought, oh, I'll do it off podcast. Okay. And now I'm thinking, okay, actually, I'll mention this on podcast. Okay. Because this is, uh, you know, what we talk about around comic book store. Sure. Part of what we talk about around here is the business of running a co- uh, yeah. comic book store. Yeah. Having recently announced that we're closing our store, but continuing on our uh, business is more of a... a private swanky comic book club mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, yeah today is a good example of uh, from a business perspective you know uh, of a reassurance that yeah we're doing the right thing by by closing the store okay. um, I was shocked um, because I keep telling people you know we've we've continued to grow you know, we're making more money. It's just not people showing up to uh, a lot of money. Um, and um, so I, as I've been trying to explain to people why we're, we're closing, the money is part of it. Um, our busy lives are part of it. Um, and uh, financially, it's becoming more and more necessary to just shut down. Today being an excellent example of that. Typically, this time of year, well, first of all, our two busiest days of the week are Wednesdays and Saturdays. That's when we make most of our money. Uh, the busiest time of the year is like right now. Um, so we were pretty surprised that um, uh, a week ago, not this past week, the week before, um, we did horribly. We um, we made less all week than we normally make in just a Wednesday. Oh, no. Um, and to this week, things were looking up a little bit. We did uh, we had a, a decent Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday for a Thursday, we did pretty good. Um, now I shouldn't be too surprised about Friday because I've said for a long time now, Thursdays and Fridays are weird. Uh, you can kind of figure one out based on the other. Usually, this time of the year, it's yeah. it's a different story. Uh, but usually it seems like if uh, if we have a busier Thursday, Friday will be dead. Uh, but more often, it's Thursday that's kind of dead, and then Friday we get a little bit more. Um, this week, with a big sale and everything else going on, um, we were a little bit busier Thursday. I didn't really think too much about how Friday was going to be, because I'm like, okay, we got a sale. It's December. People are doing the Christmas shopping. This is the time of the year that we start making some money. Yeah. Uh, Friday was pretty much dead. Um, and then I'm like, okay, not a big deal. It's the Thursday, Friday thing. We're having the sale. It's Saturday. We'll do good. And it'll end up being a good week. Um, so I come into the shop today a little, little bit later because I had some personal things to take sure. care of. And uh, I came in, it's probably a little after three. Yeah. So, um, and I'd say a lot of times Saturdays are kind of split. We'll have people come in a little bit earlier, then things kind of die down a little bit. And then people come in at the end. People are coming in before we do the club and stuff like that. Um, So that's, that's how a typical Saturday goes. Now, again, big sale day, this time of the year, you expect 
a little bit more business. I came in a little bit after three and uh, I walk in the door and Kurt didn't even say anything. He just goes like this, which all the listeners can't. Oh, um, no. Can't, can't, uh, can't see, but oh, yeah, he gave me the, uh, the unofficial hand symbol for zero. Had absolutely zero sales today, which continued to the end of the day. This is the first Saturday ever that we have had zero sales. So, um, but being that this is, you know, we talk comic book stuff, whatever, I thought I would actually throw that out into, uh, into the podcast so any listeners out there can kind of get a better understanding when they realize that the store is closing and why. Um, and we'll probably talk a little bit more over the coming weeks of the whys and hows and everything of closing the store, transitioning to our new business model, um, implementing all of that thing, you know, um, but just giving a, a, an understanding of, you know, why we feel the need to close, um, while half of it's finances and half of it's other things going on in our lives, busy schedules and things like that, and just not having the time and energy to put into, um, a business that's not pulling in a lot of money. Now we're talking about pulling in a business, you know, pulling in like nothing. Um, so if there was any question before, cause I've, I've had doubts myself like, okay, well, what if we did keep it open? How would we be doing financially? And, you know, would another year put us where we need to be? Um, this year, in spite of the extra customers that have come in and, and everything else has been a financial disaster. So, um, it's, so it's, I mean, it's reassuring. I mean, it's very disappointing, but it's reassuring that we're doing the right thing in having made that decision to, okay, well, it's, it's, it's just time. Things have run its course. Um, I'm certainly not sorry that we did this, that we opened the store. It's been, it's been a great three years, um, a little over three years, um, at that point. Um, three years in this location, about six months before then. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have changed anything. People have asked, well, do you think it was the location or this or that? I don't really think that there's a different location that we could have done. You know, some people, cause there's a lot of people that say, oh yeah, you guys should be downtown. Um, there's pros and cons to it. Um. There is, at certain parts of the year, quite a bit more foot, foot traffic, but not all year long. You also have much higher rent and yeah. stuff. And that's all year, not just while there's oh, yeah. extra foot traffic. Yeah. Um, you know, we'd be paying well over twice what we're paying here for uh, for rent and stuff if we'd have gone to that location. And um, there's really no guarantee of having any more business than what we have here. Uh, overall, I think this location has been been decent, um, and I think there's just economic trends and trends in the industry that have been reflected here. We were growing at a time where a lot of things were shrinking. Um, 
So that that says some some good things to me. It says that we were doing things right, or at least as as right as we could be doing things. Um, but the most important thing, um, which was the deciding factor in us going forward from here, was that we've had great customers. The customers that we've had, um, I mean, we yeah, we've had customers that are just like in and out. We don't really talk to them and get to know them and whatever. But our regulars have been awesome. I've never worked any place in retail yeah. or anything else where we had the the quality customers that we have here. Um, so I'm really happy that we're able to continue on uh, the business in some way where we're still able to... Uh, Rodney's not here, so I can say, phrase it like this, where we're able to service customers... Uh, no snickering, and, no extra uh, laughs. Um, and, and go forward in, uh, in, in other ways. We still get to uh, have that time where we're hanging out mm -hmm. and things like that, which were all very important things in, in doing this. Uh, we set out not to just do a business, but also to create a community. And while the business side of the store, I, I think was not successful. Uh, creating that community, I think, was very successful. Um, I think a lot of us have met a good number of new people that we become friends with, and we do a lot of uh, social uh, things, and mostly around the store, but, um, but it's things that we didn't have otherwise. Um, I, I think if I asked most of our regular customers they'd probably have some really good feedback and good stories to tell me or other people about their experiences with the store, which I think is, is great and makes it worthwhile. Um, you know, it's been great even from a personal uh, family uh, perspective. Uh, I've had some of some trouble getting my kids to do social activities okay. and, um, and I, I won't point out specific ones. I will say there's there's one that goes to a public school and is involved in a lot of different things, and that was never a problem. It was difficult homeschooling two kids to like get them involved in a lot yeah. of things outside. Um, so for the last few years, we've we've had that. Um, we've had just coming in and talking to people. We've had our special events like our life day parties. We've had our Lego club. It didn't uh, take off well, but we had a handful of people, and we come sure. in every week, and that was nice. Um, the uh, comic club, D&D, &D, all three of my kids have been involved in the D&D &D thing um, and absolutely love it, so it's great that that can continue. Um, and, uh, you know, even uh, even my wife will always comment on, on that. It's like how great that's been for them. That's to be able to, to, to do this stuff. So um, so while in, in some ways it's it's sad and it's very disappointing and, and everything else, there have definitely, definitely been some good things to come out of this, and I am really happy that, um, that we are able to continue on. And so um, while we've talked about the club podcast having minor changes, because essentially what we're having is... The club, you know, we're having a comic book club yeah. um, rather than a comic book store. 
Uh, I think podcast-wise, the most changes will probably uh, be maybe with with this one, with Thumbnail Cowl. Sure. Because we're no longer going to be just hanging out in the comic book store talking about things and having customers wander in and things like that. It's going to be whatever we're kind of talking about while we're just hanging out yeah. uh, before the club and and uh, and things like that. So you'll, you'll see those most changes here. But uh, in some ways it'll be better. I think we have the potential to have better better sound and not... Um, I mean, I've had to cut out chunks of stuff and some, some I've left in, but you get... You never know when somebody's going to come in and all of a sudden there's like two to three even conversations going on at once uh, and things like that on Wednesdays uh, especially. Uh, so we shouldn't have too much more of, of, of that. So podcast-wise, this gives us an opportunity to sit down like we are right now, uh, regardless of how many people come in and, and sit we can sit down and talk about whatever. Um, this has always been something where it's just we talk about whatever. Yeah. But it will give us the opportunity to think, hey, you know, maybe next time we get together, we can tackle this topic or talk about this thing or some of those extra things that we're talking about potentially doing for the club podcast. Um, and it's still, uh, not that that's scripted, but still... Um, less even scripted and planned out than that to, but I think it's fine to to go hey you know next week or you know today hey let's uh let's talk about this this thing that everybody's been wondering about or this would be fun to talk about I I would have no problem with throwing that in there so um so over the next months uh listeners might find that there are some changes in the way that this podcast uh, sounds and the things that we talk about, potentially the people who are talking at the podcast, because at this point we know there's a number of people who will be um, involved in the back to the basement thing, um, but we don't know who's going to be around when we do under the cowl. So it'll be interesting to find out. Anyways, enough about all that stuff. Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl.